Hello there. My name is Jaya Bonner. You want a jamming show, which is on WBCA 102.9 FM, Boston's local community, community radio station. My guest today is Miss Jazzy. Hi, Jazzy. Welcome to the show today. Good to see you. Hi. Thank you for having me. I enjoy the invitation. Thank you. That's a pleasure. No problem. Um, okay, so it's, an, it's how you got started in the um, radio business as, as an actress and producer. Uh, yeah, well, yes, I've been in radio for, I want to say, a long time, over 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> so I do radio in Dallas and in Waco um, for Radio One Dallas and then also uh, in Waco for Edwards Media. So if you're in Dallas, 97.9 The Beat or 94.5 uh, The Beat in Waco. And uh, I did an internship at UTA when I was in college. Oh, wow. And from there, I got hired on in radio. And so that's kind of how my career started. Okay, wow. And I also saw you're an actor, you're also an actress. I saw you in the Fiddle Chronicles, and I was like, wow. Yes, yes. So I, I'm expanding myself, uh, doing a little acting. Um, thank you for checking out Vid Chronicles. It's, it's something new for me, actually. Uh, Romario Facey, he's the um, owner of the production company. Mm -hmm. And um, he just kind of reached out to me and he was like, you know, I think you'd be really good, you know, as an actress on Vid Chronicles. And so I've, I've been doing their skits. They have over a million subscribers. I'm like, wow. oh my goodness, I know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, they're trying to get to 10 million. So subscribe. But yeah, we're on YouTube. Mm -hmm. So um, you could definitely check it out. But it's positive. All the skits are positive. They have positive messages about everything. And so uh, I'm really enjoying it. And, and they also got movies that they're doing. So yeah. I think he has a, a movie coming out called Texas Kill City next year. Wow. So, yeah. So you might want to check that out. And so he got more productions coming up, too. But shout out to Romario. <laughs> yes, he's definitely a wonderful actor. I, I love to be in person, you know, because I'm also an actor myself. And he's a, he's one of my, my, my role models, you know, and... And yeah, and so I've, I'm also I'm, I'm definitely subscribed to, to him. He, yeah, so I'll be on. Which uh, which one did you see? Which big chronicles did you see? I actually I saw I actually saw the one with you of you as a as a um, therapist. Dap, oh, the therapist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then and then I saw I seen a whole bunch of his of his you know of him as um as ink. It's like he played Ink the Rapper Ink. I was like, wow, this guy's amazing. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yes, yes. Oh, okay. Well, thank you so much for, for tuning in. We appreciate that. Absolutely. Yeah. So, wow. So, um, what's it like to be um, famous? Because I see on, I see in the movie, for Chronicles, I see you on, on the radio. It's like, wow, you're definitely doing it. Doing uh, I don't I don't consider myself famous. So I want to start there. <laughs> I'm still trying to, you know, claw my way up in the industry um so you know if anybody wants to follow me in my journey of course you can on instagram at uh jazzy radio chica j-a-z-z-e radio chica but um you know in the in the radio industry it's it's really difficult i mean you know lots of people want to be in the radio industry and it's hard um you know just having a long career so i'm grateful to just be in this industry for 10 plus years as i have um i've interviewed so many different celebrities and, mm -hmm. and people like that but 
I don't consider myself famous, um, even though I have been on some uh, Vid Chronicles at this point that have over 700,000 views, yeah. you know. Um, but it, it, it's good. I mean, I'm still working my way up and, and very humble. So I appreciate the accolades. That's good. And I see you went to college. You went, you, you went to college in Dallas, bachelor's degree in, in um, broadcasting. Yes, yes. I went to um, the University of Texas at Arlington, and I did get a broadcast management degree with a minor in business. And I also have an associate's degree. So, yeah, your girl is smart over here. Okay. (laughs) I do have a degree. And, you know, I'm also the community affairs director for Radio One Dallas. So, yes, you hear me on the radio and I interview lots of people. Yes, I'm acting and everything else. But I also make sure to have a um, a heavy footprint in the community uh, because that is so important for me. You know, just Thanksgiving, you know, we were out there volunteering, feeding the homeless. And uh, coming up, we're going to do some, um, you know, toy drives and all kind of stuff like that. So I've received lots of awards for my community service activism as well. So, you know, I guess I'm multi-talented. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's good you have a college degree because I have a college degree too, so that's good because college is important. So I to, Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, some, it's not for everybody, right? You know, I'm still paying off these student loans, so I understand. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, if you can go to college, if it is something that you'd like to do, if you think it can help your career, in my case, it did. I felt like I wouldn't have gotten my internship in radio had I not went to college. So for me, college worked for me. Um, I know some people are able to make wonderful livings without going to college. And so, you know, do what's best for you. But yes, I I do have a degree. That's that's fun here as well as I I definitely agree. Yeah. So what inspires you? What gives you inspiration to do what you do? Well, at, you know, at this point, mm-hmm. you know, at first it was just me. You know, I, I just like to talk. I like to, I'm a communicator. I like people. And, you know, I like to give the news, deliver the news. Um, and so that's what really got me started in radio, just my love of music and, and communications. But, you know, now at this point, you know, like I said, I, I do a lot of community activism. I, I see my status can be bigger. And so when you can help people, let people know, hey, it's time to get out and vote. Uh, Mm -hmm. Let them know about this coronavirus, this pandemic, you know, just different things like that. You're actually more impactful. And so that's that's kind of where I am now, where I'm being a little bit more impactful um, toward the community that I serve. And and then I'm also branching out, like you said, as far as being an actress and things like that. So, uh, you know, and and hey, I, I may get like you, a do a podcast yeah. trying to get like Jay mm-hmm. and you know just expanding everything but um that's kind of how I see myself at this point that's good so so who so so what celebrities have you interviewed oh, <laughs> I don't know lots of them you know um I know you know Boosie's funny you know? yeah uh-huh. <laughs> controversial yeah <laughs> you know, plies. Um, we've interviewed some females, some ladies. Uh, you know, I, I've met so many different people. Wow. Um, you know, Sierras, the Erica Badus, you know, so many people That's that come through the radio station. I think I posted a picture with Rick Ross the other day. Um, yeah. So, you know, you just so many people come through and, um, you know, they're people just like us. Yes, they you are. Know? And so, uh, you know, you just talk to them just like normal people because they're just like we are. Mm-hmm. And uh, you you be in the business long enough, you start to realize that. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, because I have any for some, because I actually interviewed Matthew Knowles, um, uh, Nevia, 
Ashanti Mai. Yeah, so they're all very nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very nice people. And, you know, they're just like us. Yeah, definitely agree. Yeah. So, yeah. How, did COVID, so how did COVID affect you? Everything being shut down. How did that affect your career? Oh, COVID. Oh, my goodness. Um, luckily, I'm going to thank God. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, yeah. It yeah. really didn't affect my career for me, COVID. Um, and that was very lucky of me because there were a lot of layoffs and different things like that in radio. Um, but because I do so many, I wear so many hats, mm-hmm. I kind of saved myself <laughs> um, in regards to the cuts. And so I made it through COVID. And, you know, like I said, that's when you have to lay into servicing the community. Mm-hmm. Because when COVID hit, you as a media company, it's it's our job to make sure that we let them know, hey, the lockdown is uh, is going down. Yep. Stay in the house. This is what you can do. This is what you can't do. If you mm-hmm. want to get the vaccine, here's where you can get the vaccine. This is why you should get the vaccine. If you yep. don't want to get the vaccine, that's your choice. But these are your reasons, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then letting people know where they can get the vaccine if they want to. Still letting people know that they can go vote during this time frame because that's happening as well. People were losing their jobs, letting them know about services that are available to them as far as paying their rents and getting food and and different things like that with the stimulus. So um, we had many um, community, you know, town halls and different things like that. Even with the Stop the Violence, we we made sure we focused on that as well. So, you know, that's what's kind of been pushing us through this whole epidemic, a COVID pandemic. And uh, hopefully we'll be able to get out of it soon. You know, I don't know. They're talking about the Omicron variant now and i'm like oh my goodness so yeah we'll see i i hope so yes um wow so um what advice can you give people that want to be in the um radio business like so what advice can you give people that want to be you know a host or a dj or do what you do well i guess the advice that i have usually i tell people all the time do an internship right yeah. um but radio has changed so much and I, When I did my internship, I'm going to tell you now, I worked for free, right? Nobody paid me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I worked for free for like three months. And I did get a college credit, so that was my payment. But sometimes, even if you can't get in with a radio station, maybe there's a community radio station or some other place, but you got to get that experience in and you got to start meeting people Mm -hmm. uh, because this is a small network. And so even if we don't have a position available for you, maybe I know someone that has a position somewhere else. because it's such a small world Mm -hmm. so my advice is to volunteer try to do an internship just try to get network meet as many people as you can and then practice you know you're in the car practice talking practice interviewing people and so when they do call you and it's your time you're ready so that's the advice i have i definitely agree sister i definitely agree i can say better myself wow so where do you see yourself a year from now doing so still wait up acting huh Yes, I don't know. Um, Like I said, this active stuff is a little new for me, but I like it. And, um, you know, they're saying I'm doing pretty good, you know. So uh, you you saw my, you saw my skit. Yeah, you were (laughs) on. Thank you so much. So you never know. Working with Romario, uh, he got some movies coming up. So you might see me in a movie and be like, you know what? I interviewed her. Before yep. she did that film, you know. Uh, so we may have some films coming up 
in the next couple of years. And, you know, I'm going to continue to do everything I can to help everybody in the community in Dallas and Waco. Shout out to my people in Waco. Um, and, uh, you know, so that's that's just the thing. That's in my, my wheelhouse and my passion, of course, interviewing people and keep yeah. giving you guys the best content that, that I can provide. I definitely agree, sister. Yes, I'll, I'll, I'll be on and meet you. I'm working a movie with you. I'll be, I'll be on. I'll be dream come true. Yeah, 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 that'd be very cool. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, what do you like to do in your spare time when you're not working on the radio? What would like, like to do for fun? I like to. I'm married, so I have my husband and my daughter Madison. Love her to wow. death. She's four. And I like to spend time with my family, you know. So if I'm not out working, doing anything, I'm either with my husband, my daughter. Um, we go places, and we just put up the Christmas tree yesterday. <laughs> yeah. We went to the um, No Limit concert, Masterpiece. Yeah, so he was here this weekend. And so I just like, you know, going places, going to Mavericks games, the Cowboys. I'm a big Dallas fan of everything. And, um, you know, so that's kind of what I like to do. And watch TV. You know, you got to chill. (laughs) I could have said that myself. You're just just like me. I hear that. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Okay, so what's... So what do you, do you have any plans for for for, the, for Christmas, New Year's, anything special going on? Holidays coming up? Uh, just you know, spending time with my family and and friends, working. You're gonna see me in some more Big Chronicles. Definitely. And um, of course, like I said, we got some toy drives coming up. We're gonna be stuffing the bus, uh, giving kid, giving away, you know, um toys and food for families coming up for Christmas. And so that's going to be another big initiative that you'll see that that's coming up with me. If you follow mm-hmm. me, you'll see um, me out in the community doing that type of stuff. That sounds wonderful. Is there any change back on the Boston anytime soon? I don't know. You know, I went to New York. Okay. Um, I want to say about a couple years ago, but I didn't go to Boston. I didn't go to Boston. I know y'all rough and stuff around the edges up there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm a little Southern country girl, yeah. but I think I can make it up there. I need to come up and, and visit Boston. I'm sure uh, there's lots to see up there. And yeah. uh, it's probably some really nice people besides all the all the other things that, you know, goes along with it. Yeah, we can definitely meet too. That's all I'm at right now. So we can definitely meet, hang out. So, yeah. Know, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So, so it sounds like you're doing your thing. You're doing great, sister. I mean, you can stuff inspire me to want to be like you and go far, go reach my dreams. And yeah, it's it's like yeah. Oh, oh, do you also have? Do you also sing? Are you also into music? Uh, yeah, I work at a radio station, so oh, yeah, yeah, I'm into music, but. I can't sing. <laughs> I try to sing in the shower, but I can't <laughs> sing. Um, but I, I, yeah, of course, I listen to various music, and um, you know, so yeah. But I, I, I don't play any music, anything like that. Hello there. My name is Jai Bono. You on the Jamin Show, which is on WBCA one hundred two point nine FM, Boston's local community radio station. My guest today is Valerie Stevens, a wonderful poet. Performer, performing arts activist, and and one of us, I'm um, an act, actress. Hi, Father, welcome to the show today. Good to see you. Yeah, That's what I said it correctly. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. You get used to it after a while. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, they can come on the show today. It's an honor to have you on my show. And mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So I guess I'll start by asking what made you want to become an um, a, 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 a actress and a performing arts 
performing arts after this? Um, I would have to say I was forced on stage. Oh. I was forced on stage. I was introduced to theater at my freshman year in college, my first semester freshman year. Okay. Prior to that, I was extremely shy about getting on stage. I would get, you know, sort of physically sick, but I had a wonderful professor at UMass Amherst, Dr. Esther Terry. Um, And she was teaching a class, Intro to Black Drama. This was the beginnings of the Black Studies Department at UMass Amherst. I go back. Um, And I signed up for the course because a friend I had met like five days before she signed up for it. And I said, okay, I'll do it. And we were told we were getting ready to do a play in six weeks, uh, an original black play and she demanded that I be one of the performers. She would not allow me to say no. And I was hooked. Um, And I stayed with it. Uh, And later on, I was working as a nine to five. I was was an administrator for Cambridge Housing Authority. And get an opportunity to tour nationally um, as an actor, a lead actor. And I quit my nine to five and went on the road. Wow. I just stayed with it. I was on the road with Underground Railway Theater, which is out of Cambridge. Mm-hmm. I was on the road with them for eight years. And then other things started, and, you know, storytelling, and, um, then vocals and spoken word. And so here I am now, 36 years later. Wow. I'm a performer. Wow. And you're a wonderful performer, too. I heard some of your, I heard some of your poetry today um, that you sent me. I was like, wow. I like how you said about COVID and about, I was talking about, about, your, the, the, about your future thing. You said about, uh, about funeral again. old. I was like, wow. This is a serious. Yeah. Wow. What inspired you to, to write that poem? That's so inspiring. And well, should... They approached me to do this program. Mm-hmm. And the topic was silver lining. Okay. And I said, I am my own silver lining. And they said, would you be interested in coming on and doing and speaking to that? And so I created that piece for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it actually, no, it's the second time. I don't tend to do storytelling about myself but I'm getting more and more requests to do that. And that was the second piece that I did storytelling from our personal standpoint. The first one was at the Isabella Gardner Museum and that was called Storytelling for the Soul. So what I said on that piece um, for WGBH was absolutely true. Yes. I followed the timeline of the transition I went through as a performer who could no longer perform on live stage during the pandemic and the mm-hmm. changes that reflected what I was going through and other folks were going through. Mm-hmm. When I that aired, I got a couple of calls from different friends who were also actors in different parts of the country. They saw it and they could relate to it. Oh, I see. But that's true. Exactly what I said and you know mm-hmm. that's exactly what happened. And what I felt the transition I felt and the fear that I felt. Mm-hmm. I totally understand how you would feel because 
you know, because that reminded me of my mother past. I was like, I was like, wow. I was like, wow, I, I understand the fear, you know, the transition of to, of to the, you know, to heaven. And I make sure to think about, you know, what, what lies ahead. You know? So, and yeah. Yeah, so. I, yeah, yeah, so, I mean, it, well, I'm, I'm slowly coming out of it. Okay. You know, as I redefine myself, I think that all of us have had to go through some kind of redefining moment of who we are yes. before COVID-19 and what I'm now calling phase five of the pandemic. Yes. Another phase just started. Mm-hmm. So, okay, here we are. What can we do? What can I do? Who am I now? Yes. I definitely, I definitely agree. Um, so how did COVID affect, so how did COVID-19 affect you? I mean, Pretty much that's it. It, it, um, see, it's hard for me to look at just COVID and not look at what happened racially at the same time because it was a triple header. Mm -hmm. Um, and I still can remember at one point after hearing about George Floyd and seeing that film that I, I had no words. Mm -hmm. A friend wrote me, you know, uh, a white friend woke me to see how I I was, and I couldn't respond because I had no words. Mm-hmm. Um, COVID, I think, stripped me because it comes with fear. It took away the thing I love. It took away the passion I had and stripped me raw. Yes. Racism stabbed me. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. And they hadn't, people tend to forget about what was going on at that time with regard to race and race relations in this country. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was extremely emotional. Mm-hmm. And I had no outlet. That was the other thing. I mean, I write, but it's not my fun thing to do. Mm-hmm. I'm a performer. Mm-hmm. And I had, I couldn't perform. And yeah. So I'm still, like I said, I'm going through. Sp- Phase five of the pandemic, mm-hmm. the unknowing. Oh, I got to make plans to get a booster shot and how's that going to work and make sure I have a mask on when I go out and, you know, I'll have my mask before I have my phone or keys. I remember to put my mask on because that's a part of who I am. And mm-hmm. since I have to do it now, it might as well be fashionable. So make sure I have a lot of different types of masks to hide myself and eyes are done. Mm-hmm. I can go on and, you know, just drop it like that. <laughs> that's why I am. I can go through a whole thing just like that, talking like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So right. my audience tends to be a younger audience because I can do that. I see. Yes, because going back, you know, um, I understand what you said about racism, how it stabbed you in the heart because it's really terrible. And... I know what it's like to be to be you know to be to be in that situation, you know, racism, prejudice. How how did it affect you? How did racism affect you growing up? Was it hard for you dealing with racism growing up to to make it room you on then? Um, okay. One, I'm a Bostonian. Mm-hmm. I'm a bashfully proud black Bostonian. Mm-hmm. Um, so my sense of racism was very uh, was different. Mm-hmm. Um I'd say at that time, there was a subtlety in racism here. It got more blatant in the 70s with the busing situation and all of that. 
Mm -hmm. growing up, I lived in the South End. For those who know what the South End mm -hmm. was, South End, part of Boston, was poor, mm -hmm. uh, but very multiracial, mm -hmm. you know, which helped me later when I went to college because I was used to being around people of different races and colors. It was a part of where I lived. Now, of course, they're like little, you know, microaggressions, of mm -hmm. course. The other parts of it, you know, there were no images of black girls or boys in the books that I had. None. They didn't exist. And if there were any images in anything I read as a child, it was of some form of pickaninny. Mm. You know, out of the South, the South's vision. Yes. Um, and that was it. Mm -hmm. So I'd say it goes along those lines. I mean, I was very fortunate to go to college when I did, mm -hmm. because that's really where my sense of history really started. Mm -hmm. You know? Yes. I loved history as a child. I felt like I was always looking for myself from grade five on. I was the avid reader, mm -hmm. um, just trying to find me, but getting into college, you know, before college, music, I found me, I love the Funkadelics, okay, mm -hmm. so I found myself in Funkadelics, um, huh? but in terms of history, I found myself in college, studying with the first great professors mm -hmm. of the Afro-M department at UMass Amherst. I can say UMass Amherst changed my life. Mm -hmm. I see. Okay. I, so that was me as a, and I went, I went to Boston, I went to Catholic school and had to deal with the old nuns and mm. yeah. Okay. I see. Um, so what was like going to Catholic school? Were the nuns nice to you? Did they, I use rules back in? Um, <laughs> nuns are people too. Okay. <laughs> Let's uh -huh. put it like that. Okay. <laughs> nuns, they were nice nuns. I think, and I, you know, I'm creating a piece about my life. I've been asked to do that. Mm -hmm. And so snippets are coming up. And there was a principle that we had. And there's some women I'm still in contact with who went to Catholic school with me. Mm -hmm. But there's a principle that I had, Sister Tapazi. And I remember one day we were late. My family was very poor. Mm -hmm. And she stopped me and said, why are you late? And I said, I had to wait for my mother to get the money so that she could buy lunch. And I will never forget this. She said to me, well, you know, there are places for people like you. Mm -hmm. And I think that is the most blatant thing I've ever heard. Mm -hmm. And I think even to this day, because I was a child, being very truthful and saying I did not have the food to come to school yet. Mm -hmm. My mother had to get the food and she dismissed me. Like that. Oh. So, yeah, that is going to be in my one woman's show. Definitely. Mm -hmm. okay. There have been other women, you know, nuns and priests who were great people, mm -hmm. a part of the family. So, yeah, they're people too. Okay. It's taken me a long time to reach that point <laughs> to say that. <laughs> I see. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um. So, what projects are you working on right now? Any, any coming out soon? I, you know what I I'm trying to figure out where I'm going now mm -hmm. 
when you take almost a year and a half off, mm -hmm. is I can't say it's it's getting your footing. It's creating a new path, mm. and so that's where I'm at, creating a new path for myself. I've gotten requests to perform, mm -hmm. you know, bring my because I have my own band. I'm a storyteller. I've been asked to write. I have options, mm -hmm. and so I think what I'm going to do now is put together a team. Mm. Consistently, it's always been me. Mm -hmm. And now I've decided at this stage of the game, in order to do what I want to do, I will have to have a team. Mm -hmm. The two projects I want to do, um, and I just talked to somebody, I was just interviewed by a woman from Boston Medical Center. I'm oh. a diabetic, mm -hmm. um, and I've lost five members of my family to diabetes. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. Um, and so I want to put together, and I'm pulling the team together too. I'm excited about this. I mm -hmm. got doctors and, you know, and professionals interested in this. I want to put together an event for people of color and diabetes. Okay. Because how we move through life and what we eat and our joys, it's cultural. Mm -hmm. You know? Yes. Um, yeah. Um, and we do have control, but we do need to have inf more information. Mm -hmm. And I'm finding that those who are doing workshops on diabetes are not dealing culturally. At least I haven't found an example of that. Mm -hmm. So I have my pharmacist from the hospital who's into it. Mm -hmm. My primary care doctor's into it. I have a friend who used to tour and give lectures on diabetes. He's mm -hmm. into it. So I have somebody, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm excited about yeah. that. And I'm going to dedicate it to my three brothers because I lost all three of my brothers to diabetes. My three brothers, my mother and my grandmother. Okay. And I'm a diabetic. Hmm. Well, this sounds like a wonderful play. I can't, I cannot wait to see it. I'm definitely yeah. support you. Yeah. Um, and and the piece, piece about myself. Hello there. My name is Jaya Bano. You are on the Jamming Show, which is on WBCA 102.9 FM, Boston's local community radio station. My guest today is Kurosha. Hi, Kurosha. Good, good to see you on the show today. Hi. How are you doing? It's great to be here. Absolutely. So what if I have you? Yeah. Um, so, okay. So um, how, did you, how did you get started in, in the entertainment field as a songwriter and singer? Oh, wow. That's a good question. Um, I've been doing music, you know, all my life. Um, my father, Everard Huggin, is a great musician in the Boston area. Oh, wow. Um, and so we grew up with music all around us, grew up in church, singing in choirs since I was a babe, really. And so um, in college is when I really started to experiment with songwriting and I formed a little uh, girls group with some of my friends and um, I would write songs and we would perform them. And um, after college, you know, everybody kind of went to do their own thing. And um, I decided to record some of the songs that I had written and we just went from there. Oh, that's wonderful. Um, have you been able to get, to, to get them on, out, out there like on so social media so we can hear them? Um, yeah, you can find uh, my music pretty much anywhere that you find music, uh, Apple Music, uh, Spotify, Amazon, Google Play. Um, it's under my maiden name, which is Karosha Huggin. 
And my um, album is called Journey. That's wonderful. Because it definitely sounds like a wonderful title for the album. Um, yeah. So um, so what inspires you? What inspires you to become a singer and songwriter? Oh, man. Um, I grew up, you know, in a very musical family. Everybody in my family is very musical. And um, to be honest, I have some older cousins that used to do a lot of singing with us when they would babysit us and they would kind of do like a vocal boot camp with us. Um, I don't think they meant anything by just kind of passing the time and trying to keep us entertained. And so we would sing songs and we would practice doing like harmonies and rounds and things like that. And so um, I really admired them, you know, as people and as singers. And so I would just try to practice my singing um, you know, and I would try to show them like, oh, look what I can do. And, <laughs> um, you know, and so from there and, you know, and growing up in church, you know, there's always music and singing going on. And as I grew older, it became more about, you know, using the gift that God has given, has given me and just magnifying him and being able to use my music and my voice to help Mm-hmm. heal people and you know bring them comfort and joy and it's just really an amazing gift oh uh, yes it's definitely a wonderful gift because i saw this thing with such boss now is wonderful oh, yeah how did you how, 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 how did you actually meet such she's a wonderful singer she is a wonderful singer um she's actually from my little hometown where mm-hmm. i am now um in lancaster mass and um she's in the show that her father's, you know, is a pastor. And so um, we kind of knew each other from church events and things like that. And, um, you know, sang together a few times. So we've known each other for a long time and we've stayed connected. And I'm just really proud of everything that she's done. She's amazing. Yeah, she is. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, so, what, so what advice can you give singers that want to become a singer like you or such? I mean, because I know that you have that you offer that you offer songwriting tips for people. Yeah, so yeah, absolutely. Um, actually, I have a program that I'm starting up in January for okay. Christian singers who want to move to the next step of being songwriters, um, and so actually re- writing their own original music and recording it. And I have producers on my team, um, and so it's going to be really exciting. Um, but my advice is to just do it, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> a lot of times, you know, people don't do it because they're they're scared, you know. Um, they're scared to put themselves out there. They're scared that maybe their songs might not be good enough. They don't know what people are going to think. They're scared that, you know, it's not going to be worth it. Um, but honestly, anytime that, you know, God puts a song in your heart, it's going to be worth it, whether you know, 10 people hear it or 10,000 people hear it. There's always um, a reason for the song that you have in your heart. So I say, just do it. You know, that was that. that's my first thing. And, um, you know, if you're not really sure on how to do it, then find somebody who knows how to do it, you know, um, and get, get some mentoring, get some help. Um, writing with others is 
really fun and it's really valuable. You know, I see now, I was just watching the GMA Dev Awards the other day, the replay, and um, when they list all these different songs of the year and stuff like that, it's never just one writer. There's always two, three, four, or five writers on yeah. it. So um, writing together is really, really valuable. You know, you get a lot of insight, um, a lot of different creativity to come out with a really great um, song at the end of the day. So um, those are two major things that I would say, don't be afraid, or even if you are afraid, just do it even while you're afraid. And find someone who knows, you know, who has a little more experience to guide you through it. And I would definitely love to be one of those people. Mm-hmm. Um, and we could, we would love to have anyone who wants to take that step to join our program coming up next month in January. Look, that's some wonderful. I just find join, join you. Know, so I can definitely learn from you, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so, so how did the, so how did the pandemic affect you? I mean, uh, everything being shut, shut down. Did that, did that affect your career? Everything being shut down. You know. Um, <laughs> yes. Yes and no. Right. So, I'm actually um, not full time music right now, but I'm starting in January to be full time in music. So, I had a nine to five um, that I was working, but. Right before the pandemic hit, um, you know, I had decided to really dive into this music thing. And um, I connected with a friend of mine who had gotten really talented with a camera. And he was like, let's do some music videos for for your songs. And so I invested like a lot of money and we shot videos. I even went to California and shot a video there. And we came back from that last shoot maybe like the first week of march mm-hmm. and then two weeks later the whole world shut down <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. so i was like oh i just invested all this money to make these videos to kind of help you know um put myself out there so i could travel and sing yeah. and get gigs and then everything just kind of went wow mm-hmm. um so it hit me hard because I thought maybe, maybe I wasn't doing the right thing. Maybe, you know, I shouldn't have, you know, taken that step. Maybe I should have waited, but I know that God works everything out in perfect time. And so I know there was a reason for it and everything that shifted, you know, um, work, I didn't have to go into work. I got to stay home with my family and, I got to kind of reshift my whole mindset of how this is going to look like moving forward. You know, I do have three um, young children. Yeah. And so um, I think I needed that time Mm -hmm. to really kind of refocus my priorities and get some new uh, perspective and new ideas on how to be successful in the music industry. It's Mm -hmm. not always... It doesn't have to be singing on stage and traveling the world, you know? So I have a lot of value to give. And so, which is why I've entered into the world of coaching and teaching um, and songwriting. So that's kind of where I put my focus now. I still love to sing and to travel, mm-hmm. you know, but I think the pandemic kind of reshifted, um, reshifted that for me. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 So, what was California like? I mean, did did you did you get to see a lot of celebrities? I mean, any celebrities down there? 
No, I didn't. It was a really, really quick trip. I was there for maybe three days and um, shooting videos. Like we were up like before, way before the sun and shooting into the night. And so I got like three hours of sleep a night. It was really crazy. And I was like, is this is this the life of a <laughs> of an artist? <laughs> I don't know if I can hang. Um, but I love California. I've got a lot of people over there. Um, you know, a lot of musicians that I know from Berkeley College of Music yeah. have migrated over there and they're doing mm-hmm. amazing things. Um, so every time I go to Cali, you know, I fall in love. I I think that I will end up there one day but um yeah cali is just an awesome atmosphere awesome weather it's uh-huh. just really inspiring for artists so yeah i love yeah i love trust me i love i love to go for you right now please take me with you so if you will if you will i'll i'll with you okay yeah. <laughs> okay i'll call you next time yeah, I go. Let me call, make it happen um, definitely yeah um so would you so um, would you consider moving to California instead of being in Boston when it's cold right now? Because I'm not a fan of the cold, so. <laughs> I am not a fan of the cold. You would think, you know, being born and raised here that I would be used to it. But every year I'm like, oh, my goodness, what is this? <laughs> Why? This is not humanly, you know, <laughs> this is not good for humans. Um, you know, I would love to be there, you know, but um, – you know, my my husband, he's from Haiti, and so he's got a lot of family still over there. And so we're still not in a place where we would feel comfortable being so far away oh. from them. So as of right now, we don't have plans to go, but um, he's never been there yet. So no. I'm planning to take him there. So he falls in love. Yeah. And, uh, we can go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, so, have you have you had a chance to meet any celebrities, uh, any famous musicians centered in business? Um, let's see. I have met mostly gospel artists. Okay. So I've met Mary Mary. I've met Tamla Man. I've met um, Ty Trebet. I've met. Um, Whitley Phipps, I've met Todd Galbert. Um, who else? I feel like there's there's mm. more. <laughs> but um, those guys, they're pretty big guys, yeah. So it's been fun. I've sung, you know, behind some of them and, mm-hmm. you know, shared the stage at different events. So, yeah. Yeah. It's definitely because, because, I'll say when I first saw you sing at the show, I was like, wow, this girl's gonna, gonna go far. You know, I, I oh, thank you, thank you. We're working on that. <laughs> yeah, definitely not because I don't, because I, because I, I'm, because I'm about trying to help people, right? Like you, so I want to help you, so we can, so we can all make it together. Because that's how it should be all about, you know, trying to make help others so they can make it together. Exactly. I really appreciate the support. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And so what's the, what's the, I like to do for fun when you're not singing up or working? What do you like to do for fun and travel? I love traveling. Mm-hmm. I love traveling. Um, seeing new places. I love living out of suitcases. Like, <laughs> I, just, um, I love going to the beach. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I like just hanging out with with um, my friends and my family. Like I'm a big QT person, like quality time. I'm not really a big gift person, like just be there and I'm happy. So I love to, you know, host parties and, you know, just be around my loved mm -hmm. ones. That's, I think that's my favorite thing to do. Mm -hmm. Um, it's just hang out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so what places so what places have you traveled to? I mean, have you have you got have you got the chance to go, go overseas? Um singing wise, I think the farthest I've gone is Bermuda. Oh wow. I have a few friends over there and so um when I was when we were in that singing group in college we traveled to Bermuda and sang around the island and did a mm -hmm. little concert over there. That was really fun. Mm -hmm. um, I've, you know, personally, like I've gone to, where have I gone? Canada, uh, Venezuela, uh, Haiti, of course. Mm -hmm. uh, and going to Mexico soon. So. Oh, you'll love it there. Yeah. Have you been to Mexico? Oh, yeah. Well, I love it there. This is the J-Man Show on WBCA 102.9 FM, Boston's local community radio station. <laughs> Hello, my name is Jai Bono. You're on the J-Man Show. My guest today is Tony Anderson. Hi, Tony. Welcome to the show today. Good to see you. Hi, good to see you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. My pleasure. My pleasure. Not a problem. Um, so can you tell, can you tell me a, 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 little, a little bit about yourself in, in your company? What, what made you want to start it? Oh, sure. Um, so let's see, where do I start? Um, I was working in a mental health field and saved up some money. And I remember my um, employer at the time, he would always say like, you know, you don't want to work for me forever. <laughs> and he was, he would always talk about entrepreneurship and saving money and investing on your, you know, on yourself. And I did just that. Like I thought what he said was br brilliant. So I saved up some money, opened a business, and it was a boutique on Dudley Street um, called Couples Therapy. And at the time, I needed a niche. So I said, hmm, I've always like kind of, you know, made like bootleg type of like by hand, you know, my own skirt or my own pants or something like that. But I never learned how to sew or use a machine. So I just told myself like the niche would be that if they buy something from you, right? That they could actually come and get it fixed. Yeah. And so I self-taught, I, I went to YouTube university and <laughs> self-taught myself how to sew. Um, I basically just bought like a machine. And from there, I started getting really bored with just, you know, making clothes. Yeah. I was like, within a year, I was like, you know, for every gown, like, you know, when you see this gown, everybody's like, what is your inspiration of making that dress? Right. And then you're like, oh, no, um, it's not that there's an inspiration. It's the woman. It's the story behind the woman, right, wearing the dress. Yeah. So I thought about what amazing, how amazing would it be if I could put this on stage in theater mm -hmm. and create a story? <laughs> and that's how you got blood and fashion. Oh, wow. um, so then I got, you know, the, the business uh, Noah's Advocate um, Productions registered and we wound up, it's been 
amazing ever since. Like every year we put on this huge production mm-hmm. with the best attended show at the Strand. And you were there. Thank you so much. Oh, it was good to be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I, I mean, hopefully we can get back in to theater. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, we're looking into how we can film it, you know, do a little Tyler Perry inspiration thing. Yeah. Um, a- since we can't attend our plays anymore. Yeah, because I'm a big fan of Tyler Perry, you know, so, yeah. So what's that, what was that like to work with Tyler Perry? Oh, no, no, not working with him, but sort of, you know how he started by, well, he started with plays, but then he said, he, you know, to make more money, yeah. he would film it. Okay, I got you now, yeah. And so we have a, f- a film director who is going to film um, the last play that I wrote. And it's supposed to be a fantasy, so it's going to be a huge challenge, but I'm looking forward to it. Me too. I can't wait to see. You know. Um, so how so how has the so how has the uh, the pandemic pandemic affected you? I mean, has it, has it affected you physically? You know, with with what with, with your plays and stuff and over right now, everything shut down. Absolutely. Um, so of course, the theater is completely shut down. Um, the manager at the Strand, she was actually suggesting that we, you know, that we go live, that we live stream it, but. I mean, everyone says that too, like, oh, why don't you, why don't you live stream it? Or why don't you do a fashion show on live stream? Or why don't you make masks? And for me, I, I'm really creating art. So masks to me, unless I'm donating it or, you know, for that purpose, I, I don't see, there's no like, you know, like I need to be able to create and I want to put, bring smiles to people's faces. So I think that's how it's affected me. Like, how do I bring joy to people's hearts like how do i make people feel good and it's very difficult to do that virtually mm-hmm. so yeah I, I, it, that, that, does, that does make sense yeah i hear you saying yeah um so what inspires you what gives you inspiration to do what you do i think people um in general i mean specifically black women okay. and in general people i love people i don't i'm i'm uh you know i'm 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 an artist by nature so i'm kind of um you know socially awkward i guess people would i guess that term would fit me um so i'm not very sociable or i'm not very um i shouldn't say sociable because i can i can carry a conversation just fine but um i don't like people very much i just i just love human beings uh-huh. <laughs> so <laughs> so it's kind of like my inspiration is really um how do i help individuals tell their story and uplift them yeah. and so i can see a woman and everyone i design for it doesn't matter what background or where you come from or what you know what you want to do on stage everyone i've designed for i look at them and I tried to bring the sex appeal out. Like I tried to, you know what I mean? And not enhance, but sort of just, you know, bring it out. Like I know that there's sex appeal to every woman. I know that there's beauty to every woman. So, and everyone has it in, in a different essence. Mm-hmm. Um, and I try to do just that. I look at the woman, I study her. Mm-hmm. I ask her about her life a little bit. You know, do you have kids? Do you study? What do you like to do? And I just observe the person. I study the person. And then I'll, th- I'll come up with an idea. I'll say, this is the dress that's going to best suit you. Yeah. Okay. 
That's good. Um, so, so do you have any uh, um any current projects you're working on for for the year? Anything exciting coming out in in the year? More dress up. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, the, the thing that's happening right now, there's like a an RFP out for um. I guess not renovating, but um, they've decided that Up and Scorn is going to be an art district mm-hmm. in Dorchester. So the Strand Theater is looking at ways to connect more with, you know, artists of color. Um, if a new company comes in and runs um, the Strand, how will they continue to make it feasible for people like myself or different franchise um, communities? So for me, I have like a lot of shows. Like I want to do the... Uh, um, a Met Gala for um, Black people, right? Um, sort of just uh, emphasizing Black excellence. So, you know, as you know, Met Gala, it's all about creativity. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to, when we get to um, normal, to be able to have people create their own gowns, so to speak, mm-hmm. and everyone can come in their costume gown type of thing and show their creativity. Um, we also wanted to do something for Halloween, but that 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 didn't go through because of COVID. Um, but definitely filming the play that I told you about um, and showcasing that. I'll be I'll start to audition pretty soon. We'll start holding ad- um, casting. Mm-hmm. Um, we're looking for understudies. Um, we may lose our lead because it's been such a long time. She moved out of state. Um, if she's not able to travel, we'll need a we'll need a, another lead, and that sets us back a little bit. But um, yeah, it's exciting because again, it's like um, it's a more it's not I wouldn't say a musical. Mm-hmm. There's some dialogue in this play. It's not like uh, Dracula where it was like a silent play with the teleprompts in the back, mm-hmm. um, but more like a symphonic, some dialogue type of um, type of uh, fantasy play. Okay. That's, yeah. That, that sounds good. Yeah. So, so what advice can you give? Uh, uh, can you give people like me, entrepreneurs, that want to follow your footsteps, you know, or that want to start start in the business? What, what advice can you give them that want to branch out and start in the business, you know, or be a film director or write or write stories like you? Oh, sure. Um, first, I would say believe in yourself. Like, no matter what, like we always have fears that this may not work or that might not work. Well, how many ideas did Steve Jobs have before? Like how many times did he fail before he succeeded? Mm-hmm. Right? So be fearless and know that um, opening a business is a risk. Okay. Take the risk and enjoy in, in, like enjoy the, the, the aches and pains mm-hmm. because, and, and I mean that sort of speak, like, you know, you're going to learn from it. You're going, you're going to love it when you understand yeah. like the blessing in it right um and then i would say that the, the city has a lot of resources that can help people especially like new businesses well hello there this is the j-man show on wbca 102.9 fm boston's local community radio station